Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I want to share a few scriptures with you that God gives the increase. Last week, we talked about seasons in our lives. We all have seasons. We have seasons of growth and increase, of building, of sowing, waiting. That's the toughest season, waiting for the next thing to happen. Uh, What about the pruning season? We don't like that one, do we? Training, preparation for the future, and lots of other seasons in our lives. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 says, I was the one who planted the church and Apollos came and cared for it, but it was God who caused it to grow. This means the one who plants is not anybody special, nor the one who waters, for God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. We are co-workers with God and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. Wow, isn't that awesome to belong to the family of God, to the, to the house of God, to the building. The Amplified says in verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God all the while was making it grow and he gave the increase. So God wants us to be sowing in love and prayer. Thank you for all those that have prayed this week in the 24-7 prayer, sowing over our community in prayer and faith. And we see every week people's lives being transformed, coming into the kingdom of God. And and I just rejoice to see that. And as we sow together, it says God gives the increase. I've seen some Christians get worn out in serving God, and often it's because we're trying to make the increase. We do the loving, sowing, praying, caring. God brings the increase. And I've found, we've been serving Jesus for 40 years now in leadership and ministry. We haven't worn out because we've realized that God's the one who brings the increase. But if we do our part, God will always do his part. And we've got to be diligent and faithful and all those things. And I believe we're moving into a season of increase and great breakthroughs. I really do. Some of the songs we've been singing this this year have been stirring our heart. Um, There's a breakthrough coming. Lives are getting transformed. Many dramatic conversions are happening. People's hearts being set free. And I believe there's a spiritual hunger in our nation like never before. And it's sad, the crises that are happening. But I see multitudes of people searching for answers, reaching out saying, we need help in our lives, our families. And, And there's a cry for answers and let me tell you Jesus is the hope of the world and he's decided to plant the church because it's through the church the hope of the world is revealed and we've got to realize it's about family and team a prophetic scripture God gave me 17 years ago Jeremiah 33 3 6 and 9 I want to read it again God says call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honour before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. And I remember the day down the back corner in a Friday night prayer meeting, I was praying and this scripture came alive. It burst in my spirit. And as I read it, the Holy Spirit said, that was prophetically written for Jerusalem. But if you want to, you can claim it for Harvey Bay. It was that clear a word. And I remember I reached reached up my hand and I symbolically says, God, I received that for our city. And I went like that to my heart and something exploded in my spirit. And I've prayed that scripture regularly ever since 
And it's something burst in my heart and says, all those promises that were Jerusalem prophetically can be yours for Harvey Bay. So whenever I read the newspaper that there's unemployment's up or there's, there's financial challenge or there's strife, I say, that's what the news says. But God, this is what you've promised and this is what we're going to see. This is what we're going to see. So I declare the word of God greater than just the circumstances. That's faith. You don't deny the circumstances, but you bring God's word that's greater over your life and over our church and over our city and our community. And I believe that that's why we're moving into a season of breakthrough and grace. Ephesians 3.20 says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. We do doubt sometimes. Promises come and then years go by and think, God, is it ever going to happen? It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Mate, that's incredible. Some of you got the wildest imagination. God says, I'm bigger than all of that. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. That's the key. God's spiritual power as we worship, as we pray, as we love, as we serve, it energizes you and keeps you focused and going. When you get a bit tired or discouraged or distracted or offended or upset, hey, let's not lose focus. God's spirit will energize us. Acts 9.31 says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. God's interested in increase. Why does he plant a little seed and a huge tree grows? Why does he put one wheat seed in and you get a hundred seeds on it? God's all about growth and increase. He's all about it. It's all throughout nature doesn't just get one flower there's thousands of flowers he doesn't just see one person's life your life gets changed and then the ripples affect hundreds or thousands of others God's all about increase he's all about growth he wants you to keep growing on the inside until we get to heaven he wants your character to keep growing not to go backwards but forwards he wants our generosity to grow he wants our capacity to love to grow he's all about increase 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Well, God's all about increase over our hearts and our lives. Like I said, there are seasons, seasons of consolidation or waiting or pruning, temporary stepping back so, but it's always to get you ready for the next season. It's not about stopping. It's always about growth and increase. We see individual growth and increase. We see church family growth and increase. God is building people, teams and facilities. So God wants you to keep growing. He wants you to grow in your faith. Maybe you're on the the, the fringes of your spiritual walk and you're here today saying, I'm not quite sure where this all fits. God is drawing you in by his spirit. He wants you to grow and get transformed and changed. He then joins us into a family where we're part of something way bigger than us, the local church. Then we realize we're joined with the church worldwide with hundreds of millions of Christians and an unstoppable force that the devil cannot stop. And so we belong to something that's growing and increasing and that's the heart of God. And his heart is for each one of us. So there's individual growth in faith, freedom, healing, maturity, leadership, confidence, fruitfulness, anointing, so many areas. Then we have the church family, which is transformed lives that form a transformed community of believers in a church. 
The Holy Spirit got poured out in the book of Acts and that was the beginning of the church. Jesus started with 12 disciples plus some others, sowed into them. The Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2 and that was the seeds for the church that has continued to grow all over the world because God knows that he wants to reveal himself through individuals but more so through community, through family, through teams that we work together. And we see that uh, that has impacted the world continuously. Ephesians 1.22 says, talking about Jesus, and he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. So Jesus is Lord. We worship and sing that today and with our hearts. But then he joins us together in the body of Christ and that is the vehicle that he manifests his love and power to the world. It really is so important to be understand that. And sometimes individual Christians say, well, it's me and Jesus. Well, it is you and Jesus, but you'll never fulfill your destiny if it's not you and Jesus plus the local church and the body of Christ. You will never get there because so many promises in the Bible are plural, not singular. And we've tried to interpret so many promises in the Bible individually when some of them will only ever be fulfilled plurally, together. You ever look through uh, the the Gospels, no, not the Gospels, the, the Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, so many of the letters are all in plural you and we. Most of them aren't in the singular at all and we wonder why we don't get freedom in our life. It's because we haven't got the power of plural and family and working together and being connected in, in small groups and life groups and serving together in teams is God's plan for his kingdom to change our world, to change our city, to change our communities. It's team, it's us, it's we, not individuals. And that's the power I believe God wants to show us. And as we get a hold of this, watch out world, because the spirit of God will overflow our hearts and our lives. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said to Peter, you're a rock. This is the rock in which I'll put together my church A church so expansive in energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. So we're not fighting off the enemy on our lives. We're overtaking his land and the people that he's held in bondage. We are the ones by the Spirit of God reclaiming what truly belongs to God. Your family, your extended family. Maybe you're the first one in your family to become a Christian. Guess what? He's planted you so other generations can be transformed. And I think, God, you are amazing. And he will reach out and multiply. Ephesians 4, 13 to 11 to 16 is a well-known passage. I want to read it in the, in the, in the um, Passion Version and hear the plural words in here. And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to, to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they'll enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Verse 13, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in this faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. And then our immaturity will end. It's not 
individual, it's our immaturity will end. And it goes, goes on and says, and fully developed, sorry, our maturity will end, and we will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministry will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into Him, the anointed head of His body, the church. For His body has been formed in His image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. As these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Who counted how many plurals there were? There was at least 11 in three verses, four verses. And I am amazed that sometimes Christians don't get the power of this. We apply this individually, but it will only be manifest corporately. It will be, that's why Jesus formed the church. That's why he has Christian families. That's why he links people together, the solitary, and puts them in families in the church. And God does raise up missions organizations, other things that go across the body, but they are only fully effective when they are coming through and with the local church. That's why Transformations here is a powerful force because it's partners with the local church. There's other organizations have started up rehabs, but they haven't linked properly to a local church and most of them struggle or don't last more than a few years. That's the power of the body of Christ. And if you want to grow into maturity, the best way is to be linked in, serve and keep growing in the body of Christ. The devil will try and get you to move away when you get offended or upset or disappointed or feel like you missed out or someone didn't understand you. That's how God changes us he uses binding relationships to build godly character. Otherwise, we drift through life. And God wants to strengthen that in our hearts. 1 Thessalonians 3.12 says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. There it is, our love. Not your love, it's our love. And whenever you see the word you in any of these um, Scriptures, do a check and see if it's the plural you or the individual you. And most of the time, it's the plural you. But we just read you and think it's us. Many times, it's the plural, which means it won't be fulfilled fully unless you're linked into a body and you're working together with the church of Jesus Christ. That's powerful, isn't it? I believe we're shifting the atmosphere in our communities by caring for people with love and kindness. It's hard for people to dismiss kindness. They mightn't believe your theology. They mightn't understand about where God fits, but they, it's hard for them to resist love and care and, and demonstrating those kind deeds, random acts of kindness, consistent planned acts of kindness. That's why I bring some stuff in for the bags of love so we can bless families that are connected with our kids and our youth. And we do all of those things. Romans 12, 20 says, If your enemy's hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness. For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favour. Isn't that powerful? That takes courage, takes wisdom, and you've got to have some boundaries around some of those things. We understand that. 
I just want to remind you of a, it's 12 months ago that um, Pastor Peter and I went down to hear um, Dr. Michael Maiden. He's a prophetic voice and preacher from America and a, a true man of God, a humble man of God. And uh, he prayed this prophecy over me. And I want to just read a couple parts of it because it stirred my heart again this week. And he doesn't know me, never met me. Pastor Paul Gilling just brings someone up and says, pray over him. So he stands there, prays for about five seconds, and then a download comes from heaven, which is true prophetic word. Just very powerful. And he said, Pastor Ross, you have a great heart. You are such an encourager. I saw this beautiful greenhouse. It was your ministry, your church. There were all these beautiful exotic plants just flourishing. People flourish under your ministry because you are healthy emotionally and spiritually and you create a healthy environment. I mean, that had me. I was crying by the time we got to this stage. You create this beautiful culture. I just declare a season of multiplication to your whole ministry. You keep doing the things you are doing and watch what God does. He is breathing upon it. He is calling it forth into increase that can only be explained as an act of God, a move of God. So God, thank you for this season. You have a great staff, great sons and daughters around you and they're going to start to flourish and prosper around you. This is one year ago this word came. Then he said, I see two property miracles, two related things. So I loosen the grace of God into the realms of your property, one close and one an extension. God do miracles through Pastor Ross. And as soon as he spoke, I knew he was talking about the home for the harvest is going to get built and transformations are going to get their property. That's, I, I just knew that's what God promised me 12 months ago. It was so clear in my spirit. I thought, God, I've never met this guy, but he's speaking a word from the heart of God to encourage us. And so I know, I know we're moving into this next season. And since this, in the last one, we've seen increasing numbers of miracles, radical conversions, people just coming into church that haven't been in church in their life ever or for a long time. Every week, people come. Maybe you're here today and think, well, I just felt to come to church. God's drawing us by His Spirit. John So the word flourish, do you know what the word flourish means in the Bible? It means God's abundance, personally and corporately. We're going to say, it'll get tested. And after you get a word, you've got to fight your way through. It says, God, I believe that. Circumstances will come against you. And you think, is it ever going to happen? And you've got to wrestle. Even worshipping today, I, I, I said a prayer today. I said, Lord, help me to make sure I don't live out of natural reasoning alone, but I live out of the spirit of faith according to your word. I did that this morning in worship because it's so easy to think, well, we've got this much resource, this much people, that therefore we can do this. God says, well, yeah, that's the foundation, but what about all of this that I can do? Because he makes it grow. He makes it. He adds his power and blessing and favour and causes it to flourish way beyond the natural reasoning. God's maths is different. One plus one equals five in God's economy when faith's in the middle of it. When he's shifting something in your business or in your profession, he can shift things way quicker and way faster than we can ever imagine. If we keep our heart right with humility and we walk in character and integrity and in love, God can shift things way faster and bring things to pass way quicker than we think. We've just got to keep trusting him. Walking not just with natural reasoning, 
Do the foundation, do the proper things, but then see what God can do. Wow, let's wrap this up because we want to just share some other exciting stuff. John 10, 10, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. The passion says, for I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Hallelujah. God's about overflowing in our lives. And you might say, well, I'm, I'm only 20 and I don't know about all this God stuff. Hey, just keep trusting him and see what God will do. I remember as I 18, 19, 20, I was often on older calls on my face saying, God, just use my life. Just change me. Lord, teach me, show me. And I've done that all my life. And I say, God, let us stay hungry for him. When you get blessed, the easiest thing is to get comfortable and settle for his blessing. But when God blesses you, it's always for a purpose so you can bless others. It's so you can grow in faith and your story will help other people move forward. So let's not stay comfortable. We got new seats this year. As I got them, I said, God, help the people not to get too comfortable because we've got we to build a larger facility for the hundreds you're going to send into our church. And so don't get too comfortable. I remember Ashley Manley said, we got great seats, but we're standing all the time. So what do we need really good seats anyway? We're always standing and worshiping. <laughs> I thought that was a great comment. <laughs> and I believe God's getting us ready for a whole new season of breakthrough and increase. One more scripture and then we're going to uh, pray and then we're going to share some other exciting stuff. Isaiah 54, 2-4. One more scripture to wrap it up. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Thank God we don't have to meet in tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. I love this picture, hey. This is what God's calling us as a church. It's what he's calling transformations. And other ministries connected. Think big. God's calling us for increase. When he puts his hand on it, it can start to accelerate very quickly. And I feel we're moving into a, an accelerating season of grace, breakthrough, provision, and multitudes coming into the kingdom of God. Five years ago, I was in Melbourne and I had prophetic words through Russell Evans. He called me out in front of 10,000 people and prophesied over us and says, God's going to bring... A, an increased number of souls, miracles, and resources. And God spoke to me, and in, in, in an instant, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I know when the Holy Spirit speaks, because this was so clear. He said, I'm going to release $4 million. I'm going to release 4,000 souls and 400 notable miracles in and through your church and ministry. That was five years ago. We've seen the beginnings of it. But let me tell you, it's about to accelerate. I can feel it. I can feel it. I know. And sometimes I get frustrated. God, that's five years ago. Where is it? He says, I've been getting you ready because your capacities weren't big enough on the inside. Your, your faith and your understanding and, and the systems and processes and your teams weren't big enough. If I would have released that, you weren't ready. But let me tell you, he's getting it ready. And there's a shaking and there's a stirring and a whole lot of people are getting ready to embrace what God's going to do. And he's enlarging our capacity. And some people have been shaken in the journey and saying, I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen. Don't let negativity hold you back. Forty years they wandered in the wilderness, but when they moved in quickly, they took over that country. Let me tell you, we can move from promise 
and potential and prophecy into possession. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. God's going to help us get there. So it goes on and says, you're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. How awesome. What a promise that some of you need that for your own families, for your own businesses, for your own lives. Isaiah 54, 2 to 4, you're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. Oh God, let it be. Build to accommodate people. God's building our lives in faith and maturity and love and in fruitfulness. Flourish in your life by staying connected to Jesus and to the body of Christ. We are blessed to be. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.